Hey everybody, here's the highlight reel of episode 4 of the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. Spencer Miles was on the show, quick housekeeping, MRO, we couldn't decide what it means, whether it's maintenance repair operations, maintenance reorder, what it means to us is replacement lamp and ballast sales. So without further ado, the highlight reel of episode 4 of the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. We were heavy MRO 10 years ago, and we probably had one guy, maybe two guys that were out there doing projects, and that's that's changed quite a bit. Yeah, you know what? I find that sales reps totally, totally undervalue MRO. Yes, the younger ones, yes. What about you, Greg? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better to me still than getting somebody calling me that I didn't have to call up to them, and they're just ordering light bulbs. I love it. I'll tell you, it's way easier to sell somebody $5,000 a year in MRO than it is to sell them a one-year $5,000 project. And I think the $5,000 a year MRO customer is a way better customer. I think I've seen a, a cycle. Uh, when I first started, I'm selling to the same people that I sold, you know, metal halide to T8. Now I'm selling LED to those people. And I don't know how many people are actually left that have the old technology. If they are, yeah, they refuse to change and they still will at some point. And now makes more sense than ever. So I think I'm seeing a lot more people have an understanding of energy savings. You know, they, they get the idea and they know what LED lighting is. You know, when I was first starting and talking about T8s and T12s, nobody knew what that was. They knew what fluorescent was. But LED lighting, everybody's really heard about, is aware of. And, and I think that that kind of helps the process, too, because everybody talks about it. They know it's out there. And to me, it's just uh, inevitable that everybody's going to do it. And it's just a matter of when. But I really see a, a good chance that service could come out of it, like lighting as a service where you're paying a monthly fee, basically, to maintain your lighting and upgrade it and update it. You know, much like a cell phone in a way, you're paying monthly for. I actually looked today at a cell phone, and you can't you can't get a free one anymore. You have to pay. You have to lease it, and you lease it out, and you pay thirty bucks a month. And after twelve months, you can upgrade to a new phone and just keep paying thirty bucks a month forever, or you can pay it for another twelve months and you own it after twenty four, and then you're going to go through the same process. So all they're doing is getting a monthly fee out of you. Uh, I mean, that's that's insane to lease a yeah. phone. Yeah, but I mean, that, like that's, that's the worst of financial decision you can ever make, though, isn't it? Or is it? Is it? A, am I wrong? Is that a good financial decision? So you just you break the phone, you give it back to them. They don't charge you anything for it. No, no, you still you can't break it, but you, you get charged then, I'm sure, and you pay twice or whatever. I don't know all the. So rules you're on you're it, saying that you can sell light bulbs as a service? I I, th- I mean that's what you know a lot of the talk has been, and and I can start to see where where it might make sense. You sell a project. For who, Spencer? But for that to happen, everything's got to be communicate. And that's our problem right now in controls, right? You got every company in the world deciding they have a new control line that all operates a little bit different than the other guy's controls. So if that is the, the future, uh, you have to have fixtures that are compatible, that are plug and play, basically. Oh, oh so you're, so you're saying, to, you're saying that's the next thing? Book? The connected city? Spencer, hang on. Sorry, Spencer. You're saying the connected city is the next thing that we're going to rip out all these LEDs and put ones that have like, uh, what do they call that? Dally or speak to something wirelessly or near field for communication or Li-Fi or something like that. And we're going to replace all this stuff with, let's call it Li-Fi, Li-Fi enabled lighting devices. And that's the next revolution. And Greg's going to sell it to everybody with a monthly subscription. <laughs> Get a grip, well, Greg. Let's Get a grip, buddy. So you're saying that in your lifetime, you think that lighting is going to be sold as a monthly subscription? I think it could be. I think, you know, if you take a distributor, like let's just say a distributor just partners with Philips as their main one. Philips can cover every light fixture and every control in there. 
you go into a building and you sell that whole building, that package. And that's basically why Philips and those types of companies are buying all the other ones so they can do this. And then you go in and you sell it. And then you as a distributor with partnered with whoever you're partnered with kind of own that lighting together and you manage it together and you, you update it and you maintain it. And to me as a facility manager, you know, warranties are one thing where sure you get you get the product replaced, but we get so many complaints about, well, that's great, but now who's going to install it? And, you know, you can do labor contracts and warranties and things like that. But if you just service it, said, you know what, we're going to work out whatever the fee is per month so that you end up getting paid for all the product and the labor. And then you have some costs in there for replacements down the line and upgrades down the line. I think, to me, it makes sense. Um, I know it's a big picture thing, but I could see it happening. So is this before or after you die and go to heaven? <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. I can, okay, I see I see a couple. I, I, I see it. Okay, so let's say you're a tier one mega mall. You got 5,000 stores. I don't know. Name, what's the biggest mall in Seattle, Spencer? Uh, South Center, I believe. There you go. Well, Minis, Minneapolis, Greg. Mall of America. Come on. Yeah, man. Mall of America. Okay, world come world on, America. man. There you go. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll say Square One Mall in Ontario, okay? Uh, by the way, are those all your clients? No. Yes. Okay, see? Woo! Um, I could see facilities like that in their common areas looking at a monthly cost just to take care of all their, their lights, particularly if LEDs become very difficult to repair because a lot of people are assuming that these things last forever. We all know better. So let's say you you you, you gain that client. But I mean, there's going to be a point where th- there's a scale problem with the property. Like how many of your, what percentage of your customers, Spencer, would ever see that as being worthwhile? Is it less than like total lamp sales? I'm not talking number of customers, but say, would you say 10% of your total lamp sales goes to customers that are big enough to look at a subscription model on their maintenance and supply of lighting? Yeah, probably higher than that. That would actually look at it. Maybe 20% that would actually pull the trigger is one to 2%. What about you, Greg? You're the one who conceived of this stream. (laughs) What do you think? I think I think you guys, you know, like let's keep it real simple and basic. It's an office building with fifty light fixtures and ten wall packs. That's all they got. How much are they going to pay you a month? That's In today's dollars, you got to work out the finances. But let's just say you never, you just put a, a an amount on your balance sheet forever, and that's, that covers your lighting. You know, there's there's a nah, lot of detail guess, that goes into it, but it's I just know, something where. Do you see yourself remotely managing this, like with a computer system? Where you, not, like you're dispatching trucks? I mean, a system manages it and, and alerts you if if there's issues. Do you guys... And, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. Go I'm just... Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's quarterly or bi-monthly or whatever it ends up being, follow-ups and site visits and things that you have to factor in too. I totally see but, it with a, with a big property, like a big yeah. commercial center or office tower. Totally see it. But I don't know if I want... That I mean, you got to have someone like if you have a big, big office tower, those things are cavernous, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to charge a lot of money. I could see it work. It would be you sell a project, they pay you just like today, right? You do a project, they pay you 100%. And then on top of that, you sell a service warranty for that project. I'm not necessarily going to give them a new system in five years or 10 years. But for if you pay a monthly subscription fee, I will make sure if anything ever happens in five years, We'll fix it, or 10 years, whatever it may be. Uh, then you replace it. But I, I couldn't see it for, you start paying me a subscription fee today, and whenever you want to upgrade your lighting, sure, go for it. Incilium. Did you guys ever just do an Incilium job? 
No. Do you ever hear of that I company? Quoted them, never sold it. Right. So they, I, but there's a lot of sold lighting control systems out there that nobody knows what information they have. They could have information on burnouts and everything in those things. You don't know. I mean, did Intilium tell you if a light fixture was burned out? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't even think Intilium knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that goes back to my point, though, of where I don't know if you guys seen it. You know, I got a rep walking in every day, that, or at least once a week, that's uh, you know, all of a sudden a, a line that sold, uh, you know, let's say garage fixtures or they sold outdoor fixtures, all of a sudden they're selling controls now. I'm like, well, why would I buy controls through you? I, I got control vendors. Well, you know what uh, it is. You know what it is. It's too many. No, just everybody went to the Hong Kong Light Fair, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's I mean, odd to me. I mean, remember, weren't you guys? Weren't you guys telling me that at a nailed convention, three vendors unveiled the same Par 38 at the show? The traditional model of the industry has been completely obliterated. There's no manufacturers making product and selling it to distributors because they don't want to hold on to the stock and they need cash flow. It's basically everybody's a distributor. Just some distributors sell to other distributors and some distributors sell to end users and we're the kind of distributors that sell to end users. Does that make sense? Do you guys understand what I'm saying or did I go completely yeah, no, crazy? That's, that's very, very true. I'd say there's a vast majority of manufacturers with you know rabbit ears on that that are now yeah, distributors. Yeah, they're all distributors. They, all, they should all be nailed members. They're all doing the same thing we're all doing. The only difference is who's your customer, right? Yeah. I mean, the only what's the only lamp manufacturer in the States now? Is it GE plant in Ohio still? I don't even know if it's still there. still there? The uh, Phillips is making lamps in Kansas. I've been to it. Is it? And they're just making linear fluorescence, right? Linear fluorescence, correct, yeah. You, you know what? I, have a, I was told something once by a guy who worked at GE Canada. So GE used to make all their fluorescent lamps in Oakville, Ontario. I was told that they're not allowed to close those plants because the North American Air Defense Command examined the lighting business for foreign vulnerability. And they found that North America's strategic military or whatever, their strategic military strength would be compromised if they didn't have the four-foot fluorescent tube they couldn't make it in North America. We would be militarily at a weakness to China or Europe. And so the NORAD does not prevented them from closing the factory, but they moved it to Ohio. <laughs> so it like they it, so there's like I think there's like one in Europe and Germany too. There's one in America or two in America. Like you said there's a Phillips plant. But I think it I think it's partially there uh, they're not only because they make money there but because there needs to be a a fluorescent lamp manufacturer in the United States. Otherwise, you're going to have to fight in the dark. Well, I will say I have talked to some bigger vendors who are going to be opening LED lines in the U.S. Uh, shortly. So I think they're starting to move them back. Well, there's a reason why. It's because you don't need anybody to make them anymore. When Greg and I sure. were, they had seven lines. I don't know, what was it, seven? And they would have yeah. 500 or 600 people working on these lines and they had cafeterias and they lived at the factory and we were walking through and then we walked into this lot, the seventh line and there was nobody there. She, the, the manager of the factory, Greg and I said, well, what's going on here? And what did she say? That it's totally automated or something like that? Yeah, robot or something like that. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's the reason why it's coming back is that the, the cost of shipping them across the Pacific, Pacific Ocean has become one of the larger components of the cost now, whereas in the past it was all labor. But they don't need anybody to make those, those lights anymore. You're selling US-made LED tubes, Spencer? Currently, no. Greg? Uh, we've quoted some to, there, there's certain, there's something called the Buy American Act. I don't know if, Michael, you probably okay. don't know a lot no, about ca- it. No, Canadians um, don't know anything about that. It's not going to affect us at all. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> no, I mean, no, we're totally oblivious to that. government and buying X amount of goods from, or <laughs> X, it has to be a certain percentage of that item has to be made in the U.S. Or they yes. employ a certain amount of employees in the U.S. So yeah, the gu- there's a few different, there's all these different rules that can go into it, so... Companies are coming uh, with LED tubes, especially, and saying, you know, here, these are by American compliant. And where I've seen them is like federal prisons and things like that where they need to. Yeah, and, and, th- and those I've sold. When you said made in America, I, I took it, you know, actually made. And, th- and there's a couple companies claiming it out there, and I, I, I don't know if I completely believe them. Well, I've seen companies, a few manufacturers that claim they make it in the U.S., and what they mm-hmm. do is they buy just buy components and hire any random person to go in the back and kind of stick things together screw a couple of leds yes. on a fixture so to me that that's assembled in the u.s that's not yes right. you know what maybe right. maybe maybe the get a grip on lighting podcast needs to take a little road trip or two to whoever says they're making led lighting tubes in the states and we should just knock on their back door and there walk in and say oh, okay so what are you guys doing and then go back to a hotel and talk about it i think i'm always wary when the government tries to legislate the economy I mean, if it makes sense to make light bulbs in the USA, it'll happen. The United States is the largest economy in the world. They're the smartest people in the world live in the United States. There's well, more inv- there's more investable capital in the United States than um, there's there's an enormous venture capital industry. The government doesn't have to legislate anything. If something made sense to be made in the United States, it'd be made in the United States. That's not necessarily true about Hungary or China or Brazil. But if, if something makes sense, if there's a business case to do something in the United States, people do it. That's why it's the biggest economy in the world. That's why you went to the moon. Um, I don't think the government should get involved. I think we're halfway through the, this, this type of LED revolution. And unless there's some major disruptive thing like the CFL, like the LED coming along, I think, I, I think we're in sight of the end. What do you think, Greg? I wouldn't call it the end. It's just a different, uh, you know, different way to do it. I'm talking projects we, here, not MRO. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, projects. Um, no, I would. I would say, of where we're at now, yeah, maybe twenty five percent. Twenty five, maybe twenty. I mean, I guess I got to stick with the math I said before, right? Fifteen to twenty percent. You don't have to I've stick with anything. You could admit that I've convinced <laughs> you of something that you were unaware of before, but I don't think you will. <laughs> right. How about, um, how about you, Spencer? So no, yeah, go I'd ahead, Greg. I'd say that, that but I, then I think more opportunity will arise as LEDs advance. I know that sounds odd, but I think that that is very likely to happen. Do you think, though, Don't okay, before we get to that, don't you think there's going to be some sort of bloodletting, though? At, Potentially, when, but think of the fluorescent technology. When was that first? 1960s or whatever when T12s uh, don't quote me on that but let's say it was 1960 right so there was incandescence everywhere so T12s carried it for 20 30 years and T8s come for another 20 or 30 years LED is is new as I mean it's been around but as far as being a valid source has been less than 5 years so if you're going to if if you can make better fluorescence you can definitely make better LEDs 
So I don't see why we couldn't, you know, get to that point. I only see the cost dropping. Like that, that, that's, that's what I, that's the other side of it. I, that, but when the cost drops, you pick up more customers that have been hesitant to do it, right? So the projects will continue to go. Those people are just going to probably get a better deal. But your profit per lamp drops. I remember at the Nailed Convention this year, what, two months ago, somebody mentioned the, a manufacturer, their number one selling SKU was still an F40 T12. Who's this? Uh, Come on, where? <laughs> well, I don't. I want to move Canada. to Canada, but um, wait, it ain't in Canada, buddy. Still, that still proves the point, though. T8s have been out there; they've been rebated. I mean, everybody's beat that to death, at least in the light industry, right? And they're still out there as their number one skew. So, if so, so we're hanging it. So, F40 T12, F40 T12's number one skew this year, 2017. Yeah, well, 2016 at the time. You yeah. gotta get that. You gotta um, get your head out of the hole in the ground. I mean, that's crazy. But where, yeah, where, I don't know, because eh, that's definitely not in my top 100. But sure. it's, it tells me that the, the LEDs, we haven't done that many. We think we have. We've sold a lot, but they'll continue. I know we've been going around, and, you know, you do a garage, you do a stairwell, you do a couple floors. You're just continually doing the same property, and, and with the square footage out there. Uh, and my fluorescent cells haven't really dipped much, uh, surprisingly. Yeah, I think they said the industry was a, a 12% drop. Um, ours haven't you know, for some reason. Yeah, I, I'll, we're tell still you, selling I'll, all these I'll tell you why. So. I'll tell you why. You're 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 just you're picking up. Um, uh, you're stepping over dead bodies and picking yeah. up what's left of them. That's. Well, I mean, a lot of you got a lot of guys focusing on that project, right? If that's all they're focused on, they lose the. MRO, no, but when you no, but when you say go. no, but what you're saying, yeah, exactly. What you're saying is that you're you're picking up fluorescent two business, but I think it's because other people are exiting the business. There's like less. There's less competition. That's what I was talking about earlier. There's less. Con- yeah, there's less competition on the MRO side. I don't know. So you're saying focus more on that.